Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hi guys, welcome to Excellence Expected. As ever, my name is Mark Asquith. Now, long-time listeners of the show will, of course, remember episode five, where I spoke to Tom Parling about the importance of search engine optimization, SEO, and how that really fits into that general marketing mix for a business, and just, just how integral that can be. The one thing in that vein that we've not actually discussed on the show is, I guess it's big brother, SEO's big brother, which is pay-per-click advertising, something that is on the minds of a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, but actually is something that a lot of people really struggle to make the most of. Well, with me this week is a pay-per-click PPC advertising expert from WordStream, Margot de Cunha. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's a real pleasure. Now, PPC is quite a interesting topic, isn't it? It's been around for a while and it's one of those things that a lot of people know about perhaps, you know, don't quite know how to leverage though. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, definitely. It's been a long it's been around for, you know, almost over a decade and the thing about PPC is it's changing. It's always changing so much. Um, so even people who got started with it, you know, 10 years back, they might not be familiar with all of the updates and the things that Google has done to, you know, change the algorithms, um, which is why, you know, if you're not staying up to date with it, it can get really mucky and you can really, you know, waste a lot of money. So it's really important to, to, to really be up to date with, with all of, you know, the changes that are going on within Google every day. And that's the main thing, isn't it? The money, because it's, it's something that we're all, at the end of the day, that's why we're all here. You know, we're, we're all here working because we want to, to make a living, but also we want to make the most of what we spend as well. So I'm really keen to get into that later on. But before we do, just tell the listeners a little bit about you, Margot. What's your personal background and, and how did you move into that arena? Sure, not a problem. So I actually started off at Indeed.com, which is a job search engine. Um, so it's a little bit similar to kind of how Google works. It is a pay-per-click model. Uh, I worked in marketing there. So once I came to WordStream, I wasn't as familiar with, with PPC on the AdWords-facing side, but I really got to dive in there, um, you know, became Google AdWords certified. I am a customer success representative now where I'm really working with clients on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, in their accounts, um, helping them really get the most out of their budgets. Most of our clients are, you know, small to medium-sized businesses, um, you know, with very limited budgets. So it is really important to to keep an eye on that, and and like we were just saying, make the most out of out of their budget on AdWords. Um, but yeah, I've really been able to learn a lot about AdWords and keep up to date with all of the changes. So it's a bit of a full-time job then, keeping up to date with the changes. I guess if it is anything like well, anything else online, it does update itself so much, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> That's really interesting then. So how how did WordStream come about then? And how did how did you come to be at WordStream in a pay-per-click capacity when obviously you came from a such a diverse background by the sounds of it? What what really drew you to that PPC role then? Sure. So WordStream came about around 2007, I believe. Um, our founder is Larry Kim. Uh, he's incredible. He knows um, so much about you know internet marketing in general, and he's done a really great job at growing the company um, with our other CEO, Ralph. And 
Um, it's, you know, a small company around a hundred people. We're hiring in every department though and growing really fast. Um, you know, things really took off around 2011 and the growth really kind of shot up from there. Um, so what drew me there, it's funny, actually, I was, I left Indeed and decided to move to Boston. Um, and you know, I needed a job. So I actually hopped on Indeed, the job search engine that I worked for, and I found WordStream. They were advertising on Indeed. So it kind of came full circle. Um, and, you know, I interviewed and got the position and got to really dive in and learn all about PPC. And now I'm kind of obsessed with it. So <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the things when you live with something and it's so ingrained in your life, you do become so, well, it becomes so embedded in your life, doesn't it? You can see the application of it in, in a lot of different areas, can't you, with things like this? Exactly. I never, I never really thought I'd find it as interesting as it, as it is. Cause it, on the surface, it seems sort of simple, but then once you really dive in, you realize there's so much to it and there's so much you can always be learning about it. So it's, it's definitely a really cool field to be in. That's really good. Thank you for that. So the listeners are obviously a little bit more up to date with who you are now. And let's just talk more about pay-per-click then. So sure. certain people are familiar with it and I guess people sometimes do dabble with it as, as well. You know, we kind of get the vouchers through from Google all the time, spend £25 and we'll turn it into 75 so to speak. So yeah. I think we've all seen those as business owners, but actually how much do we know about pay-per-click and, and, and AdWords? So first of all, what is pay-per-click? How can that be defined? Sure. So pay-per-click is kind of as it sounds, you're paying for each click that you get to your advertisement. So starting off really basic, um, you go to Google, you type in a search and you went on the SERP, so the search engine results page uh, with all those listings there. Uh, the top positions are typically always paid advertisements. So those are, you know, pay-per-click is referring to those ads there. Below that is usually where the organic uh, SEO type stuff comes in. So those ads are, you know, being scraped organically, which is what, you know, that the last talk you were just referring to as was regarding. Um, so, you know, pay-per-click is really paying on certain keywords that will be matched with those search queries in order to make your advertisements appear so you can you know drive traffic to your website and hopefully you know get leads and, and convert those leads so it sounds like you can you can really get quite deep into the optimization of this and i guess a lot of people perhaps don't quite understand the power of it exactly yeah there's definitely i mean there's so much to it because you have to be able to, you know, structure your account in a way that is really going to make sure that your the keywords that you're targeting are going to match correctly with your advertisements. Um, you know, there's all different factors that go into it, like keyword match types and negative match types, and having a, a you know well created account structure, um, targeting the right locations, the right languages. So there's kind of all different little things that that can really affect how your uh, advertisements are performing. That's really interesting then because, I mean, when we think about the optimization generally in Google and Bing and so on, we do think about SEO. And I know we are going to talk later on about how guys out there that are listening can optimize their own PPC campaigns. But we do normally think about optimization as SEO, you know, it's in the acronym. So how does pay per click differ from organic search engine optimization? Right. So with organic search uh, optimization, you're doing things like making sure your meta tags are set up correctly, having, um, you know, really strong uh, content on your website, um, having, you know, having the right keywords in your images and your headlines and, you know, your, your destination URLs and things of that nature. Uh, with page search, what you're doing is essentially setting up different campaigns 
And then under those campaigns, you have specific ad groups with keywords tied to those ad groups. And then with your keywords are actually tied to specific advertisements. Um, so text advertisements that are going to appear in the, in the search engine results. So you have that kind of, you have more control um, with paid search because you're allowed to, you know, set it up the way you want to. And then you know that you're going to be able to get those placements if you're paying a certain amount um, and your, your, your account structured well and you're, you're kind of following all those Google best practices. Um, with search en- engine optimization, that can be a little bit more tricky uh, just because, you know, you can do all of those best practices type things, but you're not necessarily going to get on that first page of search results. Um, you know, you don't have really that granular, granular control that you can have with paid search. So it seems much more, I guess it seems, first of all, much more immediate, doesn't it? So the pay-per-click, you do have that granular control over and you can actually manipulate things, I guess, in real time. Is that a fair assessment of, of how that might impact? I wouldn't say that you um, can manipulate things in real time. One of the issues that people have with paid search also is that you know, they, they, they set up a campaign and they think they're going to get results immediately. It does take time. And, and at the end of the day, Google is still in the driver's seat. <laughs> so, you know, they are still able to say, um, you know, we're going to enter you into these auctions. Um, but if you know enough about it and you're good at it and you have a good site and, you know, you're targeting the right keywords that have high search volume and things of that nature, you know, it is, you can have more control over it than you, than you can over SEO. That's really interesting, the word auction as well there, because that's something that, as I've spoken to various kind of uh, online marketers and digital marketers over the last few years, that word rarely comes up with pay-per-click, but actually that's what it is, isn't it? You are just basically in an auction, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're um, competing still against other people who are paying, you know, your competitors, they they probably are paying as well to try to get into that auction. Um, And it's going to change every time you're in it. So we, sometimes I have customers who say, you know, they, they go on Google and they search for their advertisements and they're wondering why they're not seeing them. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you're in an auction, so you're not going to get entered into every single auction. You're going to get entered into as many as you're willing to pay for and, you're, and Google's able to put you in. Uh, you can't really directly look at what your competitors are paying, so that can be a struggle. Um, but, you know, there are, all, there are tools and things of that nature that can give you an idea, but but that can be a little bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as anything is online, isn't it? It's trial and right. error and measurement, really. And exactly. uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, actually, is, is is the pricing. Because when you think about a traditional auction, a lot of the time, it, it is really price-driven. So is price and, and the amount you're willing to pay per click, is that the only factor that affects when and where you'll show? Or are, are the other factors in there that we need to consider? Yeah, one of the main things that everyone should be considering is quality score. So that metric is extremely important. Uh, It's something that Larry Kim has really written a ton about and believes strongly in because it does really affect uh, where you're going to get placed uh, within, you know, the auction, the search results. So if you have a higher quality score, for example, you're going to pay a little bit less than your competitors and get a higher placement. So if you can optimize to get a, a better quality score, then it's really going to work towards your benefit. Um, and just for a little bit of a background on quality score, that basically is referring to the relevancy of you know your keywords your, to your ads, to your site, um, and also factors in things like your historical website performance. Um, so, you know, kind of 
how your content, kind of the quality of your content. Um, so it's not something that you can have, uh, you know, you'll see results directly, uh, immediately, but it is something that you can work on improving over time by just working on that relevancy factor. Um, you know, making sure your site is really high quality. So things of that nature. That's really interesting then. So you can actually, theoretically, you can reduce the amount that you pay per click based on the quality of that content. So it's actually a really valuable time spent optimizing that content and making it the best it can be, isn't it? Exactly. Like it kind of ties into SEO too. So I think that, you know, SEO and and paid search can actually be good friends and work together and, you know, to achieve even better results to, to get you more customers. So I think quality is, is extremely important. And, you know, for example, if you have a, a, a 10 quality score, you're going to pay, you're going to be paying like, you know, a ridiculously good deal to get that, that placement when your competitor could be below you paying more because they have a lower quality score. So it is, you know, so, something that's very important to consider. That's really good. And, you know, don't estimate the, don't underestimate, excuse me, the, the importance of that quality content. And that's really, really vital for business owners, I think. And exactly. One thing that I wanted to mention is we, we talk really quite a lot about Google. Um, you know, everyone really sort of sees Google as the benchmark and, and rightly so, you know, with the market share and so on, it obviously is. But what are the other options for pay-per-click advertising? Can people do this elsewhere? Yeah, of course. I mean, Bing is huge. So a lot of people are not on Bing and it's definitely something that I recommend trying. I think Google first and then once your Google campaigns are performing well, what you can do is actually pull in your Google account into Bing ad and into Bing ad. So once you're starting out with Bing, you have the option uh, in that setup process to actually directly pull your Google AdWords account right in there. Uh, and then you can, you know, use that campaign, that strong campaign structure that you have running and start running it in, and in Bing and usually Bing costs less and it still accounts for around, I believe 30% of the search results. So you're still getting a lot of, you could, you could still get a lot of, you know, traffic with your Bing ads and even pay less. So I definitely recommend, you know, trying with Bing. And then of course there's social media. So I know Facebook advertising, I don't have much experience with it personally, but I know it's, you know, incredible and people have seen great results from it. I have a lot of friends, um, you know, who work in, in marketing and kind of work in the industry and have run their own Facebook campaigns and have seen, you know, excellent results. So Facebook, Twitter, uh, expanding to those other social networks, I think is huge. That's really interesting. I, I don't think many people necessarily would think of Facebook in terms of pay-per-click, but of course it is, you know, the ad network is so, so powerful and the data that those guys hold on people, you would imagine that the targeting can be really, really refined. So yeah, that, that's a really interesting point of view, actually. Yeah, exactly. I know there's specific ways to go after, you know, the audience that you want. So the age range, um, you know, maybe even job titles and things of that nature. So I think the the audience and the pe- kind of persona-based targeting can get really interesting with Facebook. Yeah, that's something definitely to bear in mind. It's uh, it's certainly growing, isn't it? So that's that's really interesting. That's that's a really strong background on pay per click. So for the guys out there listening that are perhaps wondering or have seen the acronym, that's a really good solid background. So thank you very much. Yeah, so no problem. One thing I wanted to just touch upon was: can you realistically, can you as a business owner or an entrepreneur run a pay per click campaign for yourself, or does it get to a point where you do need that outside help? It really depends on how much time you have and, and kind of what your bandwidth is. So if you're the business owner and you know, you're know you working on 
a billion different things every single day. You know, you might not have time to to be running your own PPC campaigns. And if you can't get in there a few times a week, I think that that's a signal that you shouldn't, that you need help, uh, that you need someone else who can really dedicate their time and who really knows AdWords and how it works and is keeping up to date with how it works. And um, that's super important because a lot of people do outsource their, um, you know, PPC efforts and they may not be outsourcing them to the right people. So I think using that caution. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a business owner with limited time, I think you, you definitely do need help. It's just a matter of finding the right help. I think that's so vital, isn't it? That right help. And that's something that I want to touch on in a while, actually, is just how do you actually find the right people? So I'm really curious to pick that thread back up in a moment, actually. But for now, what, can people expect if they've got a really good quality partner? So if they're working with someone that really knows about pay-per-click and actually understands their business as well, as someone using that medium, what can you expect from a really good quality pay-per-click campaign? Right. So that's that's kind of a hard question to answer. It really depends on you know what your goals are. So for example, if you're trying to get more brand awareness and you really set it up well, you can you'll see yourself getting tons of impressions, which is what you want, uh, more visibility. If you're looking for more conversions, it's all about optimizing you know to get those conversions. So if you are doing really well, I think you'll see higher click through rates. Uh, more conversions coming in at a lower cost. So you know you're really getting the most out of your money. That's really interesting. So the, obviously the, the higher click-through rate and the lower cost per conversion is vital. And I guess that's something that people will continually optimize. It, it, I would imagine it's not something that is 100% right all of the time. Is it something that can always be improved? Yeah, I definitely think it's something that can always be improved and, and optimized. Like I said, Google's always changing their algorithm. So sometimes you might see improvements, sometimes you might see the opposite. So you kind of have to be aware of that. Um, but I think it's something that you can always work towards improving. And, you know, the more you learn about AdWords and the more you um, structure, kind of restructure and restructure your account and, you know, monitor for things like negative keywords and, um, you know, branch out into other opportunities, maybe on the Google Display Network and things like that, um, diving into remarketing. So there's a lot, there's so much you can do with it to continue to grow uh, within the paid search field. It's such a, a wide range of information out there that people need to consume. And I know later on, we're going to tell the listeners where they can find find you guys online. And I'm sure that for the guys listening out there that are wondering what negative keywords are, and what's the Google Display Network, I'm sure that Margo will share some fantastic links later on to, to exactly where you can find that information from perhaps yeah. WordStream or from Margo, perhaps from yourself. Yeah, definitely. We um, we have an awesome blog. The WordStream blog is is incredible, and it's always coming out with new information. And we also have a PPC University, which is great. So I definitely recommend checking out those two resources, and I can share the links for those after. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. And just to flip, a bit of an odd one actually, I guess. Just to flip the last que- question on its head. <laughs> What are the telltale signs of a campaign that is perhaps not doing so well, something that's underperforming? Sure. So there's a lot of factors um, that could go into uh, an account that's underperforming. I think the main thing is if you're not getting conversions. So it's really important to have conversion tracking set up because you know, if you're not getting conversions and you're not really getting, you know, any value out of your account, unless your, your goal is different. But, you know, most of us at the end of the day are trying to get 
more conversions, whether that be a form fill out or, you know, a, an ebook download or a direct purchase. Um, the way you define that can, can definitely vary. But if you're not getting those conversions, um, and maybe also if you're not getting enough awareness, so if you're not getting any impressions or uh, a high impression share, then those are definitely telltale signs that your account isn't doing so well. That's quite curious as well, because there's so many metrics out there that I guess for people that are doing it themselves, it could be quite difficult to figure out what to look at, which kind of leads me on to, we talked about this earlier, you, you did allude to it earlier on, and it's really about finding that right partnership. So if you are seeing, or you're suspecting that your campaign is perhaps not performing to the best of its ability, and you do want to outsource and you want to partner with someone that can help with that, what is the best way to go about finding that quality partner that's right for you? Right. So you really need to ask yourself what you want. So do you want, you know, to use a tool or a software where you can kind of get assistance, um, but you still have that control over, over what's going on? Or do you want to completely outsource it and have someone, you know, managing your account for you so you don't have to worry about it at all? Um, so you kind of have to ask those different questions about, what you want, what you're looking for. And then I think it's a matter of doing the research, you know, reading reviews online, talking to people in the, in the industry, um, and really, you know, trying to learn how much these people actually know about PPC. Do they know as much as they're claiming to know? Um, and being really clear about what you expect and what your goals are is really important. So having that transparency, uh, I think even if you are partnering with someone, you need to take the responsibility to check in, um, you know, every few weeks or so to make sure that that they are on track and they're doing what they promised they would do for you. That's very curious as well. I think that honesty, is, especially in the online domain, you know, that's so so vital. That transparency and one of the big things that I guess people typically in any kind of partnership would ask to see is is sort of the results, the past results. But for something like pay per click, what? What kind of results would you want to see? What would be the right kind of metrics to trust when trying to find a, a suitable partner? Exactly. So, I mean, I think you really that really depends on what your business is and, and kind of what your products are and what you're selling. But I think really the most important metrics to focus on are, of course, conversions, um, cost per conversion, impression share, and quality score. So those would be really the top things that you'd want to focus on and you know, work towards improving. Super news. That's really, really good, solid background on pay-per-click and what you can expect from a very good quality pay-per-click campaign and, and perhaps a campaign that's not doing so well. And I know there are a lot of guys listening out there that are perhaps running their own businesses or perhaps working in a very busy marketing team and perhaps feel a little bogged down. But sometimes, you know, people expect a pay-per-click campaign just to be there. It's something that a lot of people do, but perhaps don't know how to make the most of. So, what I'd like to do now, Margot, is actually just bring in the famous Excellence Expected Actionable Takeaways. Now, I know you've very kindly put some thought into three simple hacks, if you like, for busy business owners, busy entrepreneurs that perhaps want to optimize their pay-per-click campaign, perhaps in the lunch hour or with limited time input. So what have you got for the listeners today, Margot? Sure, no problem. So the first one I have is making sure that your account is set up correctly. This is you know, really critical, especially when you're first getting started. So there are kind of three points I have under this one takeaway. Uh, the first is making sure your ad groups are not exceeding 30 keywords. Uh, you don't want 
to get your ad groups too big because then you're really going to lose that granular control over how your ads are appearing tied to those specific keywords. And then that relevancy factor is, is going to disappear. Um, so having relevancy throughout your account uh, in terms of your keywords, leading to your ads, leading to your landing pages. Uh, and also targeting, of course, the right location and languages is really critical. So if you're you know, a local candy shop and you're advertising in the United States, it's going to be you know, way too big. So you want to kind of hone down on where you're located so you can get people to your storefront. Uh, so things of that nature are super important. And some people don't realize that, that they're targeting locations that may not be relevant. Uh, and then, of course, evenly distributing your budget throughout your campaigns. So you want to allocate a much higher budget to you know, your products or maybe your locations or your top selling offerings uh, and then allocate a lesser budget to those campaigns that are maybe not as much of a focus. That sounds so, really, really powerful, actually. So you kind of, by the sounds of it, you're really focusing down using those just takeaway number one there. That seems really, really integral to a quality campaign. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's definitely the most important uh, aspect of setting up your account is kind of doing that, you know, best practices checklist and making sure everything is set up correctly. That's fantastic. And that's a really powerful uh, tip number one, if you like. So what's tip number two? How can we build on that? So tip number two would be to review your search query data. So there's actually a report in Google uh, it's called the Search Query Report, and you can actually see what people are typing into Google to make your ads appear. Um, you know, why is this important? There's several reasons. Um, you're, you know, you could be using keywords that are set to broad match, which is, you know, going to give you a lot more exposure, but it could also drag in some irrelevant searches. So then you would need to do things like block irrelevant keywords. You could also find out new opportunities of keywords that you might want to be bidding on, or maybe even. Uh, a, a theme of an ad group that you want to create. So looking at that search query report can really give you a lot of great insight. So I recommend doing that on a regular basis. Um, there's also other tools like in WordStream, we have a tool called QueryStream, which is actually much easier to use um, and gives you a lot more control over uh, things that you can do within that report. So that's another great report to use to kind of keep track of that search query data. Again, really, really powerful then. So tip number two is keep keep a good handle on that search query report and figure out where perhaps you are bleeding money, bleeding investment or missing opportunities. That's really, really powerful. So exactly. tip number three, what do we have? Okay, so tip number three would tie right back to that, um, you know, those crucial metrics that we were talking about. So monitor your KPIs. And when I say KPI, I'm referring to key performance indicators. So for example, if you're focusing on increasing brand awareness, you'd want to focus on metrics like impression and impression share. Um, if you're focusing on getting more leads or sales, you want to focus on those conversions and that cost per conversion. So just, you know, keeping in mind that your account, it's going to vary from day to day because you are in an auction like we talked about at the beginning. Um, so there's natural you know, ebbs and flows of search behavior. So you don't want to act too hastily on changing things in your account if your metrics aren't where they are, where, they, where you want them to be. Um, but keeping an eye on them and making sure to monitor them and working towards improving them is something that you always want to be doing with paid search. Again, just such a powerful tip. I mean, a lot of people do just kind of dive into whether it's pay-per-click or display advertising or any other kind of advertising online. It's because it's online. A lot of people do sometimes assume that, well, you know, what can I really measure? I just need to be doing this because, well, everyone else 
is doing it. And yeah. that, you know, I love the idea of really keeping a strong handle on the metrics, but being really pragmatic about it, you know, don't overreact, don't underreact, just be really, really pragmatic about what you see. So thank you ever so much. There are three really powerful tips there. Yeah, no problem. It was, it was great uh, having this discussion. <laughs> Fantastic. Really great insights. Margot, thank you so much once again. And just before we uh, we pack up for the day, tell people where they can find you online, please. Yeah, no problem. So you can find, I actually write for the WordStream blog frequently, so definitely check that out. Um, you can find all of the authors on the side and check out my blog post if you want. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at ChappyMargot, so C-H-A-P-P-Y, and then Margot, M-A-R-G-O-T. Really good stuff. Thank you so much. So go check out Margot's online profiles, guys. You will not be disappointed. I have to admit, I am a regular reader of the WordStream blog, so I can I can vouch for its uh, its high quality. So please do check it out. Margot, thank you once again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Listen, guys, as ever, thank you so much for joining myself and Margot on this episode. It's been really fantastic to talk about something that I know a lot of people really do find frustrating at times. As ever, for all of the show notes and everything to do with the show, head on over to excellence-expected.com, where don't forget, you can also grab a free copy of my ebook, which is the 14-day essential guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. And if you are feeling generous, why not nip on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a very honest review. Until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.